once again time for State Champs Indiana Hang Time, presented by Laura Technological University. You got the dream of playing college sports. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports, including men's and women's basketball. Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. More on that later in the program. My name is Greg Rakestra, joined as always by Bob Stambazzi. Hello, my friend. How are you? Good morning, young man. I'm glad you're still alive and kicking it after Tuesday night. And so let's get to that right there. Bob and I have been in an all virtual setting since kind of the last podcast of last year, since the end of last March, uh, in terms of recording this. Uh, but I had made an offer to him, as and you've heard us reference this before, that Bob is the voice of Wabash County Sports in the surrounding area on 105.9 The Bash, 101.9 FM as well. And basically, during this time of year, he'll have like coaches shows Monday and Wednesday and then usually games Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like he has a real job uh, working six days a week. But what he also does is he tends to rotate color commentators. It is a cavalcade of stars. And back in mid-November, I said, you know, if you're going to rotate people, I'll happily do a game on the rare night that I have a night off. Was supposed to do that back in mid-December. I had a late schedule change because there's, you know, nothing like the pandemic to have schedule changes uh, (laughs) on on a regular basis. And Bob probably thought I was blowing him off. Um, and And in my mind, I'm like, at some point in time, I will find a free evening for us to do a game together. That free night happened to be last Tuesday night when a very impressive Northfield team on their way to a 1A sectional championship for, I believe, a third consecutive year, maybe a fourth, um, won over their county rivals in Southwood on their way to an easy, as expected, 1A sectional championship in their own building. I got to enjoy the Bob Stambazzi experience in person. And let me tell you, folks, it was absolutely mesmerizing. In other words, you fell asleep halfway through the first quarter. But Which is hey, why you had me do the play-by-play in the second half. Uh, I think to make sure I would stay awake. Well, what was interesting, Greg, first thing he said, everybody knows that there's nobody more talented in the state of Indiana doing play-by-play than Greg Greg Strong. And, and he gets up there and says, now, am I doing play-by-play? And I said, well, no, you're doing No, no, no. You want to do play-by-play. And I said, no, you're going to do color. And I did. And you did. But I I surprised you. For the entire game, I basically looked at him and I said, hey, I said, do you want me to do play-by-play? I'm happy to do color, but do you want me to do play-by-play? He goes, no. No. And we we literally come back for the start of the third quarter and he goes, hey, here with the play-by-play is Greg Gregstra. I'm like, oh, really? I had it so planned out so well that uh, I wasn't going to tell you. And I said, well, I'll do the first half, then I'll have Greg do the second half, see how, you know, how much fun we can have. And your eyes, when I told you you were going to do the play-by-play second half, were like deer in the headlights. I mean, okay, here we go. And thankfully, I had a half to actually learn the players' names. So it yeah. wasn't just like, and here's Smith, and over to Johnson. And, and you know, <laughs> listeners would have heard a completely different roster uh, if I had done that in the first half. I think I could have figured it out quickly. But Great. thankfully, I had a half uh, to, uh, to, you know, to, to kind of get those pronunciations uh, uh, under my belt. So uh, what I can tell you from being in the number two chair for the first half is that my friend can make the mundane sound exceptional. Uh, I, I was I was concerned 
I think he had me do the second half of play by play because it was good for his heart because he was getting just as excited on the misses as he was on the makes. And I'm like, Hey, Bob, you realize it's like a 28 point game at halftime, right? You would not have known the difference. The theater of the mind that Baz was setting up to keep that game interesting for the listeners was, was a lesson learned by me last Tuesday night. Yeah. Okay. But it's fun. And you looked at me and says, are you going to be able to last 32 minutes? (laughs) And I says, why, what isn't there exciting watching high school kids play sports? What is, you know, that's just me. I'm sorry. I, you know, Greg, I'll be quite frank. I talked to some people who just loved uh, a lot of people come up to me and ask me who was that on with me that night. And I told them it was you and yada, yada. They just loved you doing that. And, and it's, it's, we're so fortunate every day, you and I, to get to see these student athletes play. I don't care if it's the number one team in the country or the 264th team in the state of Indiana playing. Uh, it, it, to me, I'm blessed. Uh, even when I was officiating, I'd get excited out there. The goosebumps helped me get up and down the floor or the field because it is exciting to keep in contact with kids. It is. Uh, and you and I have been fortunate that while a lot of fans have not been able to attend games, our schedules have not been that much different. Um, we have had to adjust on the fly. Mm-hmm. We have had to sometimes change the game that we're going to do yeah. the, the day of. And, and unfortunately, it even happened. And again, this is this is a boys' basketball show. But we've talked girls' basketball so far. And frankly, from a content standpoint, we're a little bit light this week because the girls took center stage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were a lot of boys' games on Thursday, a lot of boys' games on Saturday afternoon. And because of all of the changes and then fan limitations, which thankfully are starting to lift a little bit, you know, we're at least seeing, you know, 25% attendance now um, at a lot of these games, which, which beats nothing, 600, 700 beats zero, uh, you know, at these games. Because of that though, there were some boys games played on Friday night that, that normally there wouldn't be. Um, But at the same time, I was supposed to do a doubleheader on Friday night that became a single game because the team had to pull out as of like one o'clock on Friday afternoon because of contact tracing. Thankfully on the girls' side, I believe we played 64 sectional finals, but there was not a single final that was canceled. And judging by the earlier state tournaments, that's kind of what we've seen to where, you know, you'll see a, you'll see a handful of teams that pull out at the beginning of the tournament. You'll see a handful of games that have to be scrapped as it goes on. I don't think we lost a football regional game. I think we lost one volleyball regional match. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it, it has been 90 to 95% of scheduled games have been, have been taking place. So we have been very lucky in that sense, but Baz and I have been really lucky in that we've been there for most of those games. And uh, it was an absolute pleasure being with Baz. And I, I, I will address kind of one comment. Um, that that somebody brought up on on a Facebook post that you made. And and as always, buddy, thanks for your kindness and thanks for your friendship. (laughs) I greatly appreciate it in all seriousness. Um, And somebody said, hey, I really appreciate when you go to the other schools, as in when you step outside of the city of Indianapolis, Mm -hmm. you know, to do games. And, And part of it is, is that, you know, I grew up in a very similar environment to Northfield High School. You know, I am from a 1A school. Um, and, 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 you know, if I am going to do state championships and host pairing shows and things like that, I'm not doing my job. If I'm just seeing 
the same teams over and over again. And yes, because of what I do with ISC and because of our partnership with the Mick, uh, Bob good naturedly says, Hey, where's your Carmel letter jacket? Hey, where's your Lawrence North letter jacket? Um, because I'll see those teams six or seven times, but I still try to make time when I can to go out and see the best teams from outside of the Indianapolis area. And much as, as, as you say, even if my, uh, my tone is a bit different, uh, I do get excited to see the best team in 1A as much as I do to see the best team in 4A sure. or to see a team that I haven't seen before, but that, you know, may have the opportunity to see them in a semi-state or a state final. So I appreciate the opportunity and I had a blast working with you last week. By the way, that that individual that made that comment uh, is an official. Yeah. And we have a tremendous following of officials on our radio station to hear scores. So that's why uh, and we're good friends. And he uh, we actually talked Saturday about that uh, comment and uh, how much he sincerely appreciated you coming up. Well, of course. And the pay, of course, was fantastic, which is which, by the way, you got uh, very similar to what I get. Exactly. Zippo. And I didn't expect a dime more uh, on that front. I tell you what, it's good. We're kind of at the midway point without really talking much about anything wow. yet, which is not atypical for us. So before we continue, if you're a student athlete and feel you've been overlooked by universities, Lawrence and Elijah University has a unique program for you to recruit yourself. Take a listen. If you're a high school athlete with the dream of playing college sports, Lawrence Technological University wants you to recruit yourself. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports, including its newest additions, competitive cheer and dance, e-sports, women's hockey, and men's and women's track and field. Visit LTUathletics.com and recruit yourself. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. All right, with that, we'll get into the meat of the program here on State Champs Indiana Hang Time, presented by Lawrence and Elijah University. Again, fewer boys games last week because of the girls' sectional, but clearly some things happened uh, on the on the 4A boys' side. Yeah. Bob, you and I have referenced the fact that uh, there has been a big four and then kind of a cutoff to everybody else. Mm -hmm. Well, up until last weekend, um, those four schools had not lost to anybody outside of playing each other. That changed twice over the course of the weekend. So I'm say about the game that I was at on Thursday night, Carmel and Lawrence North. And you and I talked about this last mm -hmm. week. Last year was 39-37 LN winning at Carmel. Uh, this was high scoring by Carmel standards. And this was a route <laughs> by Lawrence North standards. Carmel won that game 63-49. Baz, they did so without their top scorer in Brian Waddell. Uh, for those that are familiar with his father, Matt, that played at Tipton at Purdue, Brian has averaged about 16 points a game. He is a 6'7 senior. He is a player that is getting some Division One looks. But Carmel is such a team and functions so much as a team. They never missed a beat that night. They led by double digits the entire second half. Carmel got a huge win. And then Baz the next night, beaten by Fishers. 35-34, they kind of came back to earth. And, and that that's rough where you have to play the number two team in the state on the road and, and, and you play so well. This is where we remember, yeah, these kids are 15, 16, 17 years old. Tough to get fired back up to play again the next night, albeit against a pretty good Fishers team. Just going to throw this out. You said Matt Waddell. I actually officiate a lot of his games at Tipton yeah. when he played for his dad, Phil. 
And so it's interesting. His son now is six seven because Matt was a great, great high school player. And then you sit here and see that he did not get to play in the Lawrence North game. I'm, I'm going to ask you because you didn't mention it. Did he play in the Fishers game? No, he didn't. No. He did, he did, so he's no, out for the weekend. So, Correct. So, and again, he was he was wearing a boot on Thursday. Uh, I don't have them again until next Friday. I didn't have a chance to ask Coach Osborne, hey, just uh, exactly how long he is going to be out. But I remember saying something to the tune, and you, and you and I both are examples of this. You talk long enough, eventually you say something right. Um, yeah. In the second half, I said, listen, Carmel can't keep this up without Waddell. He's, he's got to get, they need him back, yeah. you know, come postseason time in the very next night. Fishers, who should have beaten Lawrence North, there was that miracle three that McCulley hit uh, at the horn to get it to overtime when Fishers led LN by 17 at one point back on December the 22nd. Fishers is a miracle away from having wins over two of the top four teams in the state. Uh, and Carmel and LN and Garrett Weiniger is in his first year there after leaving Warren Central, young kid from Rochester. Garrett looks like he's 18. Uh, I, I think he might be 30 uh, at, at this point, uh, but doing a great job at Fishers. So Carmel lost to a team outside of the Big Four. Lawrence North lost to a team inside of the Big Four and then just kind of scraped by against a good 3A team at Connersville on Saturday afternoon. The other team that we need to bring up here is the fact that Cathedral lost for the second time this year. And for the first time since December the 5th, number one Homestead, uh, as Cathedral lost to Gary Westside in overtime, 72-63. And to me, that's not to be critical of Cathedral. I've seen Gary Westside play much like South Bend Adams. They're a team that we need to talk more about in that northwest corner of the state. Gary Westside's a pretty good ball club coach. Really good, and, and remember that's the team that give uh, you know that, that will give. Excuse me, uh, Hammond some trouble come a, a couple right. of weeks, and and it's a great point you bring up about West Side. Uh, they flat have tremendous athletes as things going on up in the region, but to go with Key, uh, Cathedral, and and get a big win over Cathedral like that in overtime uh, speaks volumes right now to where West Side's at, and, and then we have to look at Cathedral. West Side has two to three division one kids on that roster. Uh, they've got the Jalen Washington kid who unfortunately because of injuries has not played much uh, in terms of high school basketball. He has been able to impress people in terms of the AAU circuit, especially kind of leading up to his freshman year, mm -hmm. then suffers a shoulder injury his freshman year, only plays a handful of games, suffers an ACL injury his sophomore year, only plays a couple of games and, and started playing a couple of weeks into the season this year uh, in mid-December. But he is special and, and he will probably be the most highly recruited kid in that class just mm -hmm. because of his skill set and his size. He's 6'9 with touch, really more of a face-up player than he is a post player. And the, part of the reason behind that is that they have got another 6'9 post who is more of a true post that goes about 280 pounds in the Nicholson kid. They've got uh, a, a, a Division One level point guard in Kamari Peterson. Um, they're really good. Uh, they, they, I think they're 14 and three on the season, 13 and three on the season af after that. And I saw them play Southport. who's not, not a great for a team, mm -hmm. but Westside handled them, you know, back in mid December, Westside and South Bend Adams are the two best teams from that quadrant sectionals one through four, as far as four are concerned, but of note now, Baz, you know, yeah. those uh, of those top four teams, you know, teams two, three, and four now have lost twice. And all of them lost either on Thursday or Saturday. 
And here's Homestead sitting there undefeated at 19 and 0, beat Hamilton Southeastern by three. I got a feeling the Spartans are going to be and O going to the postseason, Baz. I don't think there's any question. Their next big game uh, really is going to be on the 19th when they face up against rival Carroll. But other than that, yeah. uh, other three games, it's it's pretty much go out, play our game, stay safe, stay healthy, and let's get to the tournament in a couple of weeks. Because mm-hmm. Homestead right now, Greg, you know, uh, is literally uh, the best team in the state. I, I And I, I sincerely believe that. No, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Again, can they be beaten? Absolutely. But clearly they're the number one. Yeah. And by the way, when Bob and I record this, we do so kind of in the time frame between when the coaches poll gets announced on Sunday and when the um, AP polls get announced on Tuesday. Uh, and so I, I bring that up because and the coaches poll number two team in the state right now yeah. is Blackhawk Christian, whose lone loss was to Homestead by 12. And again, it was a closer game that kind of Homestead kind of pulled away late. And Blackhawk Christian did not shoot the ball well as they typically do in that contest. But Blackhawk Christian in 2A and from a 1A enrollment standpoint, the coaches across the state in the single class poll think they're the second best team in the state. And and I'm not sure I I don't disagree with them. Blackhawk has played a great schedule. They play a semi-athletic conference schedule. Basically, uh, Blackhawk is going to play Attics on February the 20th. Yeah. So, so we will see, we'll see exactly how they match his addicts is number nine this week in the 4A poll. So we will see exactly how they match up with another very good 4A team coming up a couple of weeks from now. Uh, hey, Greg, if quick. I can, another point real quick on Please. that. Uh, you, you look at Blackhawk, uh, they're sitting there. They did exactly what you said Homestead did. Yep. They went outside of the sack, outside of Fort Wayne, and played some Indianapolis schools. Some re, you know, they want to get out and get – a taste of the water, as I like to say, down south. You know, they just took on Indianapolis Tinley and got them by 17. May not be the best Indianapolis Tinley team in the past 10 years, but this is a good, good uh, uh, reading of what Homestead, I mean, of what Blackhawk is looking out again outside of the areas. They have traveled around more this year than what they have done in the past. It's a very good point. And again, Blackhawk does play as an independent, which makes it a little bit easier, but still your point is well made and well taken. Uh, And Mark Davidson, knowing kind of what he was building to this year, has has taken on, again, a a great schedule. And frankly, being the fact they're 1A enrollment and 2A in terms of of where they're playing, the fact they're playing all the 4A schools in Fort Wayne, (laughs) honestly, that's enough, you know, to to be frank. Um, but at the same time, the fact they'll go out and play as many of these big events, like the Hall of Fame Classic, the Forum Tip-Off Classic, then schedule a Tinley, which is one of the handful of 1A schools they play, but a good 1A school, a top 10 1A school. Mm-hmm. So there's no shame involved in that whatsoever. Um, and then they're going to go pick up Attics to play a couple of weeks from now. Good on Blackhawk Christian uh, for playing that schedule, which is why they're the favorite. Even though I think the top 10 and 2A is really good, and there are some teams that can beat Blackhawk. Yes. Uh, Blackhawk, to me, is as big of a favorite in their classification as any in the state of Indiana. And, Bob, I felt that way last year when the tournament stopped. Yeah, I, I would agree with you 100%. But I got to say that but in there, they're going to get a team in the sectional that you're very familiar with them as a football team in South Adams. This team is playing very well, but 
They're very physical and have size. Sure. That will be interesting. And that's why I like what Blackhawk is doing, Greg, playing those upper schools that play very physical games, have the quickness, because this could be a great matchup in the sectional when Blackhawk plays South Adams. Well, am I safe to assume that Mr. Arnold's a basketball player at South Adams, too? Oh, yes. You're very safe. <laughs> very good, too, by the way. That is their star, that is their star quarterback who, who had signed with Marion University, by the way, uh, on, uh, on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, to bring it back to our sponsor at Lawrence Tech, Marion and Lawrence Tech will play each other uh, later this spring as the, as the NAI season uh, will, uh, will be unfolding. In fact, for Marion, they're going to play in the uh, zero conditions on Saturday. Uh, God bless those kids and our crew from the ISC Sports Network that are working that game. I'll be nice and toasty inside at Cathedral High School. All right, moving on. Um, in terms of 3A, Hammond did not play last week. They had a couple of games postponed. So Hammond stays at number one there, 12 and one. Evansville Bossy did lose for the first time to a good 4A team in Castle. So Bossy will probably drop a couple of spots in the rankings, but much like there is a top four, and then I think there's a cutoff in 4A, I feel the same way about 3A. Hammond, Silver Creek, Heritage Hills, Bossy. Of course, for Hammond, they would not run into any of those other three teams that I just mentioned. And those three teams... One of them won't last the sectional because Bossy and Heritage Children are the same sectional. The winner of that then would likely see Silver Creek in the re in the regional round. Uh, and again, Hammond and Silver Creek, a lot of people have pointed to a 3A championship. Uh, I'm not saying that's not going to happen, but really nothing new in terms of 3A. The other group before we exit stage left, Bob, that I want to talk about is the 1A group. And Bar-Reeve is clearly the number one team in the state. Mm -hmm. But when we think of talent centralized in such a small area, we think of usually football in Indianapolis, maybe basketball in 4A in Indianapolis. I'm not so sure that three of the four best teams in 1A are all in the same section. In fact, I am pretty sure about that. Um, and, and another one is in the same regional in terms of Orleans. Bar-Reeve is number one, and I think they're the heavy favorite in 1A. But I think the best test they're going to get the rest of the way comes from their own sectional. They beat Lagodi and North Davies in back-to-back -back days. Great. Counts are setting up there all by themselves, okay? You're right. And I don't see them having much of a competition no. to get out of any place. So I, I'm going to agree. I think the heat is going to come for the South. Yep. There's Bar Reeve, Lagodi, uh, Orleans. This is going to be – hopefully we'll get to expand our seating so more people can go watch it go. By the time we get to March, fingers crossed, that will be the case. Um, but yes, I mean, again, Couts, Gary 21st Century is whom they have ran into, and Gary 21st yeah. Century is very young this year, yeah. new head coach. It's, they're they're, they're going to be a, a good competition, but no, that's not the stopping yeah. point for Couts that, that, that it has been. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head in my AP poll, how many teams in the 1A top 10 – would have been in the northern half of the bracket. And Couts may be the only one. It, AP 1A? In 1A. It is it is a wide yes. open group. Um, and again, the, the, the poll from last Tuesday is out. I, I am one of the AP voters. And when I voted yesterday, I'm literally scrolling through at the top 10 that you, that you and I are both looking at simultaneously. They're the only one in the top 10 from last week. Um, you get Triton and, and Central Catholic 
who are outside of the top 10 that are receiving votes. That's it. Everybody else is in the Southern half of the bracket. It is wide open for Cows to make a deep run and Barry began thinking out of their sectional. Uh, I like their chances in one A. What all you got coming up this week, my friend? Well, we got boys basketball tomorrow with Norfield and Lakeland Christian and uh, Friday night, boys basketball with Wabash and Rochester. And then Saturday, the Westdale Regional with Norfield and Clinton Central. And then everybody kind of looking at Norfield will take on um, Blue River Valley in the championship game. But they've got to get by that first one, Greg, as you well know, to play that second one. And I believe Clinton Central is sectional champion girls for the first time since the mid-80s. Uh, it had been a while for the Bulldogs, so congratulations to them. Uh, my boys' basketball weekend is a good one. Ben Davis and Lawrence North, and again, LN has played everybody close, even though they are 17-2 and two, or 16-2, and two, something along those lines. Um, ben Davis now with Jaden Brewer, so they get a Division One talent that is eligible. That happened a couple of weeks ago, the transfer from Avon, and so that makes Ben Davis a completely different team. Then I will see Cathedral and Franklin Central. Um, looking forward to seeing those two teams. We've had Franklin Central and ISC. I didn't get to do the game. Uh, get to see them coming up, Chris Byers' team, uh, on Saturday night when they play at Cathedral. So uh, a nice Friday, Saturday weekend for me. Buddy, you stay safe. Rest the pipes when you can. And we'll do this again next week. Take care, my friend. Bob Stambazzi, Greg Rakestraw, West Wolf behind the scenes. That'll do it for this edition of State Champs Indiana Hangs Time, presented by Lawrence Technological University. Everybody else is in the southern half of the bracket. It is wide open for Cows to make a deep run. And Barry began thinking out of their sectional. Uh, I like their chances in 1A. What all you got coming up this week, my friend? Well, well we got boys basketball tomorrow with Norfield and Lakeland Christian. And uh, Friday night, boys basketball with Wabash and Rochester. And then Saturday, the Westdale Regional with Norfield and Clinton Central. And then everybody kind of looking at Norfield will take on um, Blue River Valley in the championship game. But they've got to get by that first one, Greg, as you well know, to play that second one. And I believe Clinton Central is sectional champion girls for the first time since the mid-80s. Uh, it had been a while for the Bulldogs, so congratulations to them. Uh, my boys' basketball weekend is a good one. Ben Davis and Lawrence North, and again, LN has played everybody close, even though they are 17-2 and two, or 16-2, and two, something along those lines. Um, ben Davis now with Jaden Brewer, so they get a Division One talent that is eligible. That happened a couple of weeks ago, the transfer from Avon, and so that makes Ben Davis a completely different team. Then I will see Cathedral and Franklin Central. Um, looking forward to seeing those two teams. We've had Franklin Central and ISC. I didn't get to do the game. Uh, get to see them coming up, Chris Byers' team, uh, on Saturday night when they play at Cathedral. So uh, a nice Friday, Saturday weekend for me. Buddy, you stay safe. Rest the pipes when you can. And we'll do this again next week. Take care, my friend. Bob Stambazzi, Greg Rakestraw, West Wolf behind the scenes. That'll do it for this edition of State Champs Indiana Hangs Time, presented by Lawrence Technological University. <laughs>